0: Hey everyone, how are we doing? Uh, I say everyone. I just saw one person popped in. Good evening. Um, how's everyone doing tonight? Every well, one, no, one. how's was the one doing tonight. Um, let's see. We got a decent amount of stuff to go over here tonight. Um. Before we get started and
1: Tyler gets organized, if you haven't uh, checked out our two interviews that we had in the last week, we had our interview with uh, J.M. Brandt from uh, Swamp Dog Writer. He was uh, no fun and courteous and was uh, awesome, and we actually had uh, you know, quite a long interview with him about an hour or so. And, yeah, and yeah, Over an hour. About that, yeah. And then we had uh, also managed to uh, have Brian Buccellato in. I said it right this time. And uh, of course, he was the ready for uh, Chicken Devil. I didn't say Chicken Dog. I said Chicken Dog this afternoon. Did you? To Joel. So, yeah, so, and those guys were kind enough to give us interviews. They're both great. Uh, they're up on the channel if you want to see them. So please share, like. Um, they're fun. Uh, we have a, I don't know if I have a weird style of
0: interviewing, but I, um, I have a fun, it's kind it, of a. I'd call it erratic. I call it shotgun. Yeah. Yeah um well let's get it just about ready um thanks to all our friends too i believe is there an episode of tags this week I think it was last nope, weekend, no, so there the, shouldn't be because they're they away.
1: They are at C2E2 this weekend, yep. but uh, they might have some kind of last-minute impromptu thing on Saturday evening because they do have some
0: access to some artists. But, mm-hmm. uh, don't yeah, know... I know Hugh's there. I know Anna's there. Yeah, but I, I, they haven't said anything yet. They might be too busy. The guy that runs it's actually set up and working there that weekend, so it might be a little bit busy for him to set up. Who knows? Yeah, working fast for, for shock. Um, And, uh, Big Country, a friends of Big Country, uh, they just put up a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, Last Ronin Fives, if you haven't gotten those, um, Justin just got the okay to start using CGC as well as CBCS, so he's got some Mike Ruth, uh, was it Last in Fives, he's got two different covers. One's from
1: Yellow Snow. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh, so if you want either of those signed and remarked, he's got those up on his page right now. I also saw Mike had them up
1: on his page too, but just regular oh, copies yeah. as well. It just popped up as well. So if you don't want to pay the the more expensive price for the uh, slab ones that Justin has, Mike has them as well
0: too. Mm-hmm. And how about 204? Mike Ruth,
1: we should say, so people know who we're
0: looking at. Yeah, Mike our, our buddy Mike. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then two hundred four comics. Ashley and Bobby over at two hundred four comics. Uh, you've been buying a lot there recently getting uh, uh actually Om- omnibuses
1: yeah if you don't mind just holding the fort for a sec i want to grab that and show them something like yeah that. grab grab yeah. a
0: couple of them because yeah. people will get an idea of talk how ab- good the deal is talk about the pull list yeah don't stuff. unplug the computer this time yeah um yeah 204 comics i feel like everyone knows 204 by now and their pull lists right i feel like most people that watch the show probably have a pull list or are probably familiar with their pull lists. But it's uh, three recurring titles and you get American pricing plus 10% off of that. And when they do sales, you get even more percentage off of that too. So that's pretty wicked. Um, some of the stuff he's bringing down right now is from some sales, but also just uh, really good pricing. And if I'm not mistaken, we got this Wolverine.
1: Which Amidious. is
0: yeah so it's 127 canadian but or 100 but 100 american at ashley's you pay american pricing for most stuff so it was 100 american minus 25 was percent was it 25 or 15 it, it was 75 dollars for that wow so even 25 percent so that that's crazy and this it's a big book i don't know how many issues it compiles it's got pretty much everything every, everything wolverine yeah i has his like the original
1: two in the Hulk. Has his limited series. It's has his full series. It's
0: a thick, thick book.
1: Yeah. And this one too. I've never read the Invincible stuff. Again, another huge ominous. I think there's 50 issues it said in here. Tyler said 47. 47.
0: Well, 48. Zero to 47. Yeah. So
1: 48 issues. Again, all in color. And this was uh, $65. And then with all the discounts and stuff like that, I think it ended up being like $45. So, I mean, that is an amazing deal.
0: Yeah. You know. Uh, good stuff for Christmas coming up. And uh, yeah. even just for your own personal collection.
1: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I I remember I didn't really was, or not, well, jeez, no English there. Uh, I wasn't really a fond guy of having still no English there. I wasn't one for buying he, omnibuses He didn't before. like the
0: omnibuses.
1: But now that, I, now that I see what they are, and I've picked up a couple used ones lately too from my friend C. Barley. There I got a uh, Shout out to C.E. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't get anything this week. No, but it was uh, that whole collected work of Werewolf by Night. Yeah, and, and that yeah, is a huge book. Yeah, huge like this, bigger. It's bigger like more than like that. this. And then there's oh the... Um, the couple X-Men books. Mm-hmm. And uh, Evolution... Well, oh, I had the well, Evolutionary were already.
0: There's a whole bunch of uh, Spider-Man Volume 1, X-Men, Thor, Hulk. Oh, and then there was the Star Wars one. It was all the collected
1: works of droids and Ewoks.
0: Uh, well, those four I'm talking about, those yeah. are coming out next year. So you mm-hmm. can pre-order those still. I pre-ordered and Moon Knight. They all have really nice Alex Ross art yep. for the splash page. Yeah,
1: I pre-ordered the Moon Knight. Oh, and I got that big... that from uh, The first thing I bought from C was that whole collected work of Boone.
0: Which bone. is like bone. Loon bone. All right. You'll get there. Yeah. Um, and that's it for this stuff. Um, no more house... Oh, gee, I just took away the camera, not the logos. Hmm. There we go. Um, so let's get started. First book up is... Uh, a book I was pleasantly surprised with for crossovers. And that's... Uh, Marvel Event. Devil's Reign. Mm -hmm. and i i enjoyed this i said it it almost reminded me of the marvel knights how it seemed a lot more street level than it did big huge you know Mm -hmm. globe trotting adventure
1: well it involves all the street level heroes Mm -hmm. um and And that's
0: that's probably why it feels that way you got your daredevil your luke cage jessica jones spider-man this story starting off spider-man
1: Yes, this story. Yeah, I like how they have Ben Riley in here. Mm-hmm. They it's uh, this story starts off in New York uh, for the last little while. Uh, the kingpin uh, Wilson Fisk has been the mayor, and this story actually continues right on from the end of the Daredevil run, which was again written by Chip Zdarsky and um, Marco Cicero. with artwork, and that's who's doing it on here as well. So this is almost. Because it has all the other heroes in it, they're calling it a you know, crossover event with the Devil's Reign. But it's actually just a Daredevil story. Yeah. And what it is, is Daredevil, everybody knew Daredevil's identity. And for one reason or another, you guys can, you know, if you want to find out, you can look into it. His identity is hidden from the world. So nobody knows about it. If you if you see it written down somewhere, you just you can't read it. It just doesn't make sense to you. So uh, the kingpin gets married and he goes to you know uh, for a honeymoon and he starts going through some old files and he finds a file that has Matt Murdock's identity. Or sorry, he has uh, Daredevil's identity. And he knows, he remembers putting this together and stuff like that, because he does it for all his enemies. Mm-hmm. But when he opens it up, he can't read the writing inside. It's all blurry and stuff like that, and he can't remember it. He says it's just
0: blank pages or blank something pa- on it. He doesn't know, because if he looks at it, it, he sees nothing. Yeah,
1: it's like indecipherable. So he he kind of figures out that somebody's been screwing with his mind, and he doesn't like that. So this is kind of, no. he kind of loses it. You know, this kind uh, of no, sets loose his inner rage for all these, especially for Murdoch. Um, Daredevil and all the other vigilantes and superheroes and he being mayor sets up a uh, no heroes act Kind of like the Registration Act, but even more so just this no, one's just no heroes just No, no heroes powered people. So every, the government and the cops and everything the city are you know, all against the heroes and he starts tracking them all down And some of them get arrested like Moon Knight gets taken out and some of the Fantastic Four get arrested and stuff And yeah, uh, that's where it kind of ends where everything's all chaos and some of the heroes are kind of you know, trying to figure it out but at the same time, too, they have formed uh, the Kingpins formed his uh, no, his version of a
0: Thunderbolts team. Well, it's, I think it's the new Thunderbolts. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And what it is is no villains and whatnot, and I guess for no bad guys, people who want to work within them. Doc Ock looked great. Doc, that, and,
0: that's one of the best illustrated Doc Ocks I've seen in quite a long time. Yeah, all the villains in there look really good. Rhino, yeah, looked Rhino, good, looked Rhino looked good, too. awesome, too. So then, uh, yeah, so Shocker. That, I think Shocker. He looked like he had some original like iron man like yeah
1: but then he still got beat so
0: well just the the way his helmet was shaped it looked like it was repainted
1: so that's what it is it's basically you got no wilson wilson fist controlling the uh villains and some heroes depending on who side they want to be on going after all the heroes and it looks good it's like civil war but more darker and dirtier because it's not heroes against heroes it's i don't know the kington
0: yeah um I know it's supposed to be a big crossover event and I I probably won't pay too much attention to it unless it's in the direct, you know, Mm -hmm. Amazing Spider-Man tie-in where it is, you know, in one of the issues. Right. Um, I think it would would have been fine just on its own as well. It seems like it's able to hold its own just the characters that they've brought in.
1: Um, I like how they do um, um, focus on like it it actually part of continuality. Like it actually has all the real things that are going on in people's lives. They like it yeah. has real Ben Riley, has you no know, modern Miles, yeah, and, and
0: all that too. So, uh, next up, it must be a rain cloud above comics this week. It's lots of rain. Is uh, Star Wars Crimson Rain, mm-hmm. and this is another one that is actually really good. Yeah, I like this one. Uh, I I was getting really tired and. As as we all know, I I love the Star Wars stuff. But I was getting really tired of the War of the Bounty Hunters storyline. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to see things spinning out of it finally. Because it was just becoming super long and drawn out. It was boring. I thought it was going to be a lot more... Being like like war- the Vader Down series, well, that no, one was good.
1: Not even that, it just you know it said War of the Bounty Hunters and there wasn't much warring going on, you know. It was kinda no. like it was but it was more like posturing of the bounty hunters. Like.
0: Yeah, waiting, waiting for shit to hit the fan and eventually yeah. when it kinda did, it was all in one issue. Yeah, born So
1: But this is starting off good. You still got uh Charles stool doing the art mm-hmm. and uh Stephen Cumm oh sorry, doing the writing and Stephen Cummings doing the art and as per all Star Wars books, the art's really good. Yeah. I liked it. You got the the Crimson Rain is here. Uh, the group starts a, a goal of revenge against the Emperor by, you know, pretty much uh, taking everyone, uh, or no, sorry, turning everyone against everyone. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a smart play. So what they're doing is, instead of trying to get everybody to join up with them to turn on the Emperor and that, they're trying to get everybody to, uh, you know, they're they're kind of kind of double playing everybody to uh, they just want all, chaos all, for chaos sake
0: yeah. to throw the empire off
1: yeah you know everybody fights amongst each other and just disrupts the emperor and that so they're not really trying to do a power grab they just want to have chaos and revenge against all these people who have wronged them and you see the real. I don't know if they call themselves the Crimson Ring or not yet. The Crimson yet. Dawn. Yeah, the Crimson Dawn. And you see, Crimson. it's quite a large team. And some are new yeah. people, and some are people you've seen in the last few you have, issues. You and... have
0: the Knights of Ren, Uchi mm-hmm. of the guy mm-hmm. that's been working with Vader since his uh, new series started up. That Deathstick. Deathstick, yeah, that's another one. Mm, that, um... Oh, I just had her name in my head. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. But, but yeah, it's, it's a whole bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... I think it, it looks good. They've got a solid team, like you said, put together. Mm-hmm. And I like that it's not a power grab. Uh, what's really nice is they're dealing with the another crime syndicate. And I, they're called the Black something. Black Order. I don't remember entirely. Um, Black Order is Thanos. Oh, yeah. That's Thanos. It's, it's Black something. I thought it was a Black Coruscant or something. Like that. Doesn't matter. Um, and they, they are of the same alien race as a character from old legends star wars comics mm-hmm. and we'd seen these characters pop up a few times throughout stuff but they actually name drop this character who's the leader of that crime syndicate as like yep. prince uh, says and they from... mentioned and show like darth um darth maul a lot too mm-hmm. well yeah and and if anyone that saw solo automatically you know they know who this Kira character is and they know she was trained by darth maul yep. after that movie before all this yeah So, lots of interweaving in this issue, and that's what I like when it comes to Star Wars stuff, is nice interwoven, intermeshed stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Which works nicely because, uh, as much as I like that they're going in a different direction with Star Wars stuff from what they had been this year, um, I did want to cover some stuff that's not Crimson Dawn related. So I did add um, just Star Wars number 19 as well. Again by Charles Sewell.
1: Yep. This one has uh, Marco Castello doing the art. But again, still great art. This is a... I didn't realize that was cover A. That's a boring cover, man.
0: It is. That's, I thought the 1 in 25 was cover B. Mm-hmm. And I had that. But no, it was the 1 in 25. No. Your Ewok one's
1: even better than that. Which Ewok
0: one? The Ewok action figure Oh, cover. yeah. I'll pull that out. Yeah. I, I love the Ewoks. Not the Ewoks. I love the Ewoks. No, I don't but uh, I love the the Star Wars action figure covers and I've got all GTC. of them. So this 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 month is Lumat. Yeah. I always that's I always show these off. John I get Tyler
1: them. Christopher.
0: Um anyway. The reason I wanted to talk about This issue is, Luke is back on his journey to sort of become a Jedi. The last time he did any of this, he came up and he got the yellow lightsaber. Mm -hmm. Um, He knows that he's not ready to fight Vader, and he's finally trying to continue. And he's not getting quite as sidetracked. One of the biggest things, and I was talking about things being interwoven and intermeshed, is some really big tie-ins to other Star Wars stuff. Um, and I have them up on screen now. The top panels there are from a planet called Ilum, which canonically is where they get their lightsaber crystals. And it, it had been fairly well rumored that this planet eventually becomes Starkiller base from the, the newer movies. Oh, yeah. And you can see it yeah. is. They're carving it out. Yeah. So that's interesting. I thought that was a cool shot and I wanted to bring attention to that because it might be something people miss. And then the lower panels there is on a planet called Lothal, which, and I know you won't get this, and I'm sure a bunch of other people won't, because it wasn't a very well-watched show, like Clone Wars, but it's Star Wars Rebels. Uh, That's the planet they're on most of the time, and that's where, like, an ancient Jedi temple that they frequented is. Well, I know there's a temple there, but... And they say it's locked, and that's because it was destroyed in sort of Vader used some kind of dark force thing to oh, yeah. o- almost destroy it, cut its connection mm-hmm. with the force. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I thought that in itself was interesting, just to cover. Because, like I said, yeah. they're getting back into what Star Wars is really nice. Yeah,
1: like you said, Luke's gone off looking for more uh, Jedi artifacts and answers, um, and and he finds one at one of the temples and stuff. But he finds a hollow disc, and it ends up being uh, Yoda on it. So you can kind of see it's. Yoda is sending him an invitation to come see him to, um, you know, train in that. And to me, that's one of the best parts of the Star Wars stuff is when. I think it's an old holocron of Yoda. It still asks him to go and study with him and stuff. So it's kind of weird, but I mean, yeah, because
0: he's already met Yoda at this point.
1: Yeah. So. So
0: it, yeah. Um. Yeah, it's cool. So but yeah, it's it, it can- a lot of Star Wars this week. But I thought both books were really good and highlighted a really. Nice future and a new year coming for Star Wars.
1: Well, oh, it's nice. It was nice change compared to the,
0: uh, how the War of the Bounty Hunters kind of fizzled out. Yeah. And next up is Batman. But it is the new team working on Batman. The new writing team, I should say. And art team. Is it? Oh, new art team as well. Yeah, because remember, I said it's, the art is uh, Jorge Molina now. Hmm?
1: Yeah. And it's gorgeous art. Jorge Molina has become, I I say this every week about somebody, but another one of my favorites over the last few years.
0: And it's all right to have multiple favorites. These are all the new generation of people, right? Yeah. People have all their favorites from the 70s, 80s, 90s. Yeah. Um, And these are all, yeah, the new up and comers, I guess. The new staples. Um, Yeah, and you're right. The art is really nice in this. There's some really nice panels Mm -hmm. Uh, not so much wide shots but like long shots you get of batman or just there's some you see batman even lurking in the background it's just Mm -hmm. really nice attention to detail and much like what do we say with the star wars comics um there's a bit of a lifelike quality to some of it yeah like just the way it's drawn and i think the story I, i wasn't reading too much of the mainline batman stuff so this is the first new or first continuation now without Tinian.
1: Yeah, Tinian's out and Joshua Williamson is in. And Joshua Williamson is a, is a good writer in his own right. He's had you know, multiple good storylines over the years. Mm-hmm. Even the last few years. So what it is is Gotham has survived Fear State and you know the Joker War before that and uh, is celebrating some of uh, some members of the uh, former Batman Inc. have, uh, you know, killed somebody or murdered somebody, yeah. and Batman is gonna, you know, heads over to, uh, you know, Europe and that to, you know, check out and see what's going on. And while he's over there, they encounter a, a new villain called Abyss, which I thought was kind of a silly name at first because uh, that just sounds like almost like a wrestling or '90s name type of thing.
0: I thought they looked familiar for some reason, but
1: no, it's a new character and it seems pretty cool. At least the lead into him so far and yeah i like the artwork it's everyone seems to be kind of have uh, starting off in a decent place for you know no all the ends have kind of tied up since the last of the tinian stuff so we'll see where it goes um yeah i, I like joshua williamson and i like batman so hopefully it doesn't get compared too much to the tinian stuff because there'll be different no. stuff i'm sure but it, it's cool i liked it so far
0: yeah it's it's not a groundbreaking book or anything and i think uh, one of the reasons we wanted to cover it is just to so maybe reassure people that coming off of Tinian's run mm-hmm. that it, it is actually still really good and I I think this team will handle it really well. They yeah. put together a good team. I agree. And next up is another Batman book. But yeah, I don't know. Of
1: lots of doubles. I don't know how long this uh team is going to be like together on this book though for. Probably a couple years. No, I don't know though. I think I Tinian it, was for a while. Yeah, but that doesn't mean nothing. No. I yeah. think it might be that I think I heard it and it could totally be wrong but I think I heard it might even only be like a six month run really or a six issue run yeah oh but we'll see I don't know
0: well that's that's like this next one is uh, just a six issue series mm-hmm. we're on number four now Batman 89 um, yeah I enjoy this book
1: it's it's in a, a nice little different story of Batman um but it's not what it started out to be it's supposed to be Mm -hmm. like it's
0: it's very different and i even said after i read it today it's every issue is feeling less and less like um the keaton and tim burton universe which again it's not a bad thing it's still a good read um i find in this one uh, harvey dent is sort of becoming more the two-faced persona and he's escaped the hospital and he looks really good that's what i was gonna say he looks really good and it took me just a moment because I was looking at it, I thought his face looked weird. And he's got still the mustache, but mm-hmm. one side of it is white. So he's still got Billy Dee's mustache. I thought yep. that was kind of funny.
1: Yeah, you got Joe Quinos doing the art in there, and I'm still liking that. And, and I like Sam Ham doing the writing. Like the Sam, one thing I, I've got I,
0: to say with the writing, though, mm-hmm. is Two-Face's whole story they have going on reminds me a whole lot of Doc Ock and Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. How he's essentially trying to do the same thing, just very radicalized. Yeah. And even the his his lair that he has is you know old rundown you know yeah. train station in this but spider-man was i
1: like
0: i like the robin they have here i like it. Mm-hmm. it it's supposed to be
1: the damon wayans robin which is you know a black robin but i mean you look at the cover there can you tell that's a black robin no you can't that is that looks. That, uh, that, you looks can like kind of see it but I, who cares but i'm just saying it that seems that's a little i thought that was kind of strange but yeah, I'm, I'm liking it. It's just not what it's you no. Know, they said it, or you no, know, advertised it to be. It started off to be so. You know, Superman seventy eight is a b- being exactly what they said it was yeah, gonna be. Yeah, for being maintaining very continuity, I would but say. But I mean, this is not as good. I mean, it's enjoyable. It's just not what it's supposed to be.
0: Yeah. Um, our next book is called Buckhead, and it's from Boombox, and I don't have a Boombox tag, so I just put Boom up there for it. But yeah. it's from Boombox. Which is their younger younger readers. It's their younger readers, yeah. yeah. And it's... it's, Eh. I didn't think it was terrible, but there are some really good books this week, and this one, stacking up to those, wasn't the best. So for me, this one is our book of the week. Ooh, I never thought of the book of the week. Um... Yeah. And not because it's a bad story, It's just stacked up with everything else. This one didn't quite make it. The art felt a little bit weird. Um, I don't know if it's a bunch of newer people to the scene. Well, I've never heard the writers. The writer's
1: name is Shobo. And the artist is George Cambodias. And again, I'm not familiar with either of them, but that doesn't mean anything. Um, It's not bad art. It's it's just, again, a little,
0: I don't know, a a little soft. And the story's okay. It, it, it and no, it's uh, it's not bad art. Like I was saying yeah. as I read it, it's it's just something what, off about it. And yeah. It, what, sometimes it just looks weird. What
1: this book kind of gives me a feel for, and again because it is geared for younger readers, kind of gives me like a uh, Stranger Things feel to it a little bit. Uh, kind of meets like uh, the glitch or not the glitch, the Matrix and stuff like that a little bit because it has like these you know computer game I glitches. I think it's stuff. even
0: like the newer Jumanji's.
1: Or that too, kinda yeah. And what it is, is uh, you got a, a kid named Toba, and he's uh, moved to a new town, and he's met a few friends at school, and he's also noticed a few strange things about this town. He, hmm, most people have a, a, a weird neck tattoo on them, and he's noticed that, and sometimes he, he'll see things like out of the corner of his eye, or even straight on, and interact with things that other people can't see. Or like he can see it or if you reach past it, it's like it's invisible. It's almost like it's um, like some of the towns like a computer simulation. And it also seems like that these tattoos on these people's necks are maybe kind of like how people have been like controlled type of thing. Um, towards the end of this book, it looks like his mom is in- involved in this somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it looks like then she also at the same time kind of gets kidnapped by these weird like men in black faceless dudes. So... Um, you know, got a little bit of like sort of Stranger Things mystery thing going on, um, like Matrix computer style kind of thrown there too. Um, but yeah, we just I checked it out because I like Boom, um,
0: but I don't think I'll follow up on this. It is made for a younger reader, and it's it's not often they do a a book for a Boom box, so they're worth checking out every so often because there have been good ones. Uh, was that Mamo? I think that was a Boom box one, wasn't it? Yeah, I and love that, that one series. Was all right. Yeah, I love that series actually. That's um, gonna go
1: on my list probably. Yeah. We're gonna. I
0: could, I could see that.
1: We're gonna put together. We were just talking this afternoon, and that that because uh, it is the end of the year, and it's end of our well, hopefully our end of our first of many years. That we're gonna put together like a end of the year episode. So we're gonna sit around and do like a little Christmassy episode and just kind of reminisce about the year so far because it's only been less than a year for us, and we feel like we've achieved a lot and share some it's memories like and March that Marchish, yeah. In the show since June or July. June, I think, yeah. Yeah. Alright, let's continue. On. We're, we're being really like slow in this
0: I know. Tonight. We're we're dragging. Yeah. Uh next up is AWA Upshots Crimson Cage. And this one it's it's a eighties wrestler in Louisiana. And he's not in his eighties, it's from the nineteen eighties. Yeah,
1: it's eighties wrestling. Eighties pro wrestling in Louisiana, uh but told it's a retelling of Macbeth.
0: Yeah, and that's what I was about to say. Is I was mm-hmm. getting a lot... and I, It wasn't until you had mentioned that that I definitely saw that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you it's, know, it's C, totally blatant. She just mentioned my fresh haircut. And I think that's the third time today that someone has said that. And I don't have a haircut. I just shaved. Yeah, <laughs> I, I said the same thing
1: too. It's like people keep saying that. And we, we cut your hair a long time ago. Yeah,
0: so th- that made me laugh. Taz said it. Yeah, Mom had mentioned it.
1: This uh, book... Um, I, I wanted to really read this book for a while. I'm a wrestling fan, uh, always have been, and I'm also a Shakespeare fan. I, I've I've loved, I always like reading Shakespeare. Macbeth is one of the best. Well, for sure, and so I wanted to read this. And me and Tyler always have enjoyed the almost well, the time. I think we've enjoyed almost every one of them. Yeah. But we really
0: like the AW upshot stuff. And I've liked the last couple we've done because they haven't resembled any specific actor or actress, and because that it uh, kind of pulls me out of it i've noticed with well, awa me being annoying 80s wrestling and that some
1: of the wrestlers in here do kind of well, they do they, they pay homage like that, and they have that one that one guy, guy
0: kind of look, uh, looks and Hulk acts hogan. like rick flair oh no, rick Ric flair yeah yeah, like yeah Ric that's Ric definitely rick flair yeah. I was, he said brother a lot that's what made me think hogan but he yeah. does look a lot like yeah like Ric rick flair, Ric flair. Yeah,
1: and that's exactly what it is it's um it yeah, it, it's it's about a guy who who's uh he's a i won't say it's a small time but he's you know not in the big times uh in louisiana and he wants to you know try to get into big you no know, bigger markets and stuff like that and hasn't made the jump yet and he kind of gets you know kicked around like life a little bit and everyone's telling him to do this and do that and whatever no matter what he does he's always seems to get screwed over and that um yeah so if anyone's familiar with Macbeth uh you'll like this or if you're a wrestling fan you'll like this so i would check it out this is like i said there was two books this week that were my my strongest ones of the week, and there was this one and i don't know if you can guess what the other one was but Mm. when
0: we get to it i will guess what it is i think i know what it is and i don't think it was one of mine
1: okay no i don't think it was for you as well
0: um next up is a dark horse book Yep. And it, we're getting a decent amount of Dark Horse books. We didn't have them for quite a while, mm-hmm. and they're they're starting to release uh, good ones. So lots of image lately, too. Yeah. Uh, and this is Daisy. And I, I enjoyed this one. I did, too. But I can't say I fully understand what's going on. It kind of seems something in the vein of what we've been reading with Parasomnia or uh, May's book. And I I can't tell if the story they're telling is real or had happened or is a legend, and these people are just very resemblant of them. But yeah, you you can do a quick recap of it, and might, that might explain my thinking better.
1: You, you got Colin uh, Lorimar or Lorimer, I should say, uh, who does He they do the or he does the writing and the artwork on here. So I always think that in itself was quite an accomplishment because it was really really good artwork. Yeah, sure. I, I enjoyed the artwork on there. Um, uh, so Daisy is a teenage girl, but she's eight and a half feet tall. And on the cover there, they make her look like big and strong and stuff. But in the story, or maybe that's not it's even... It's
0: kind of Joan of Arc vibes Yeah, there. yeah.
1: But in the story, when you see her, she she is eight and a half feet tall. But she walks with a cane and she's got like all these like really homemade like supports on her legs. So she is a giant, but it's almost like it's not so big that she can't support herself type of thing. Which I've seen a lot in when it comes to like giant stories and D&D stuff. However, like that. Yeah. that is in the the modern world, the real world. Right. So like we said, she's a eight and a half eight and a half feet tall teenager. And she's a descendant of um, cannibalistic giants that were outcasts from heaven so she this whole area that they live in is kind of weird to begin with it's almost like a cultish type of thing going on and it's like they worship these giants and uh you can tell that these people are the descendants of these giants but they're only she seems giants to be like the angels. giant signs and
0: stuff yeah so yeah
1: very very strange
0: see um, and i couldn't tell if they were just trying to explain it to her that way i, I couldn't tell if that was actual legend or if it was true I don't think well. It, it both are out there, and I don't think you know
1: mm-hmm. until you read more in that. But it looks like it's probably parts of both. Yeah, yeah. It also looks like the legends are trying to just um, live in everyday life, just in normal, you know, hide in plain sight type of thing. But it's kind of hard to hide a uh, eight and a half foot like, teenager. So. Yeah. But it's a good book. Very dark, um, cool art. Kind of almost like a not quite Magnolia style, but a little bit more uh, detailed than that. But
0: the coloring is very magnolia, though the mm-hmm. darker—not darker colors, but uh, gloomy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's it for this one. Yeah, I, I don't have too much one. more to say about it. Yeah, it's,
1: it's it, that's what it is. You have to read more to see more, but that—that's the premises of it. Yeah. Cool. It, it almost has a feel like if anyone's ever watched the X Files, or the episode with the uh, Peacock family, mm-hmm. like these people that live on the farm, they're all isolated and stuff like that. They're almost like their own little community for this family. So. That's kind of type a, but not as creepy. Well, not as creepy yet, but pretty creepy. Children of the corn, yeah. hills have eyes yeah. type people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, people who isolate themselves and end up becoming weird from it.
0: Anyway, um, this next book. And I, I think quite a few people were looking forward to it. And I will put the thing up there, see if anyone can guess what it is first.
1: This next book is my other favorite book of the that's week. That's what I was going to say. But I was still a little, tiny little bit disappointed. Yeah, and
0: that's Tales of Mother F. Goose. Do you have the other cover as well? by chance? Uh, I don't, but it's upstairs somewhere. If you want me to grab it? It's right over there. I'll go grab it. You can start off talking about okay. it. Um Well, I, I didn't read what the synopsis for this book is going to be, because Aftershock, we, we almost cover all Aftershock books. They're all pretty good. Um, I always unintentionally make the pun that I was shocked at how much I liked it.
1: Actually, I, I find every Aftershock
0: book awesome. Yeah. And given the cover of this and the B cover, which I think nope. is a 1 in 5? 1, one in ten. 5. Yeah. So it's a 1 in 5. So Pulp, Pulp Fiction, Fiction and Scarface.
1: And the reason that it's a Pulp Fiction homage here is because this book is basically uh mother hold on mother goose no but just say it's mother it's what the synopsis is is it's mother goose characters in a tarantino movie style so and this is what it even says here in the back and then we can do it because it's like the three little pigs are gluttonous casino owners little miss muffet is a hard-nosed cop with arachnophobia the three blind mice are ocularly impaired assassins that's eyeballs in case you don't know that no yeah (laughs) and and, and for toady i saw toady up there he's trying to be a dick to me so puss in boots is a feline face scumbag so it's welcome to mother f goose where your favorite uh, fairy tales are turned into twisted characters right over tarantino movie so they purposely even say that on in the book in the
0: synopsis so you would imagine that this book would be all And this is one I was looking forward to, even though I don't like it, is anthropomorphic characters. Right. Because I think a grittier look would be interesting. Like that animal castle I did enjoy. Right. So you figured everyone's going to be duck people or whatever, right? They're animals. Yeah, and especially from that synopsis too, it still says that. However, they're not. They're people and their characteristics. It's almost like nicknames that's what they're like their mob names is people call them the three little pigs or mm-hmm. i know i'm boots and he's like posting boots right he's a hitman. And, 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 and right
1: and with the casino it, guys like it says they there are three casino guys they are pigs they're gluttonous and slobbed and horrible ass pigs Guy. Mm-hmm. and they each have a casino each casino is like represents you know the the wood house the brick house and yep. the whatever oh, the, yeah, third the bricks are it. gold bricks yeah. And, yeah so i mean there is this that stuff in there and, and again, so you got Little Bow Peep, or yeah, Little Miss Muffet. Little sorry, Miss Muffet. is uh, she's a detective, and she has like a spider tattoo on her arm because apparently she's a ira- uh, scared of spiders because she was attacked by a serial killer named the Spider and stuff. So I mean, there yeah. is stuff in there. Uh, Puss in Boots is is a guy who is like a a mob enforcer, but he has like a little bit of feline
0: look to it. He's got he's got little whiskers and things. stuff. So I mean, so, it's, it's not bad. It's still good. But I feel like they really had something with that. And maybe they're like myself where they thought maybe anthropomorphizing these characters wouldn't be beneficial.
1: I thought it would have been really cool. And this is just the one shot. So they're yeah. obviously going to grow off it. So this in the end, and to me, ends up being, uh, and when I never read any of them, but ends up being more like that fable stuff mm-hmm. or that xenoscope stuff
0: oh um like it's like little red riding hood and it's just like little red Riding. no the one time we go to mention it and we can't remember the name grim grim fairy tale yeah like that yeah
1: grimm's fairy tales it's like
0: that uh so but not as nudie like this is very
1: very very graphic it is tarantino style so i mean don't get it wrong but don't go in there thinking it's about animals because it's not yeah so it's a one-shot tony but I think it's going to be that. I think it will definitely uh, lead off into a series.
0: Lots of aftershock stuff. These last few months have been these oversized. Yes,
1: they're all treasury size, which I yeah. used to hate, and I don't mind. The only thing I don't I hate is, and it's not no because bags and it, you can't get bags and boards. But... Not even
0: magazine size fit.
1: Yeah, and it's not because it, the whole um, uh, supply shortage as well. So. so yeah, still a good book. Yeah, but not what you think if you're going in. If you're thinking it's going to be like that, if you're going to see Scarface as a duck, or if you're going to see Mother F Goose there looking like the girl from uh, Pulp Fiction, it's not going to happen.
0: Uh,
1: and F stands for a swear. Oh, really? Mother F and goose. Oh, I, I, I don't know that swear. um I, heard, I I saw that. Uh, it was someone told me that when they watched that, you hear that word a lot
0: when you watch that porn, who be Hmm. <laughs> Terence, Terence would know. Yeah, I'd have Terrence. to get Terence's input yeah. on that one. Uh, next book is from Vault, and it's Lunar Room, and this is one that I think was pushed back quite a bit. A Couple times we've, come we've had on it on Halloween. our list a few times, and it didn't come. Yeah. Um, this one was almost my book of the week because even reading this one, I I felt very lost a lot of the time, and the story. It seems like there's two things happening, two stories happening and they sort of are coming together at the end. But I I don't know. I went back and I I even reread pages and I still I didn't quite understand it. But really solid artwork and yep. that's what had pushed it through. Most uh, stuff if it's if it's not good artwork, I can't even try.
1: I didn't have that much of a hard time following it, but it is great artwork. You got Geo Spas video doing the uh artwork. And you have Danny Lore doing the story, and I like the story in here. I I didn't have as much of a hard time finding. It. Um, I'm not sure why. Uh, so what this is is you got Cynthia, and she goes by Sin a lot of the time, and she used to be a werewolf. Plain simple. Well, it is. well, no, it is used to be a werewolf. Is a werewolf, but she can't transform and stuff anymore. Um, oh, and stuff. I can't say that. Um, no, it's, she can't. Oh yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, so. and stuff like that uh so yeah and take a drink yeah we don't <laughs> we don't know why she can't transform anymore but she's uh but she's like way underpowered she's not what she used to be and she used to be not only just a werewolf but she used to be a powerful figure on the streets and stuff like that too um she's no longer this and she doesn't have the respect and pull that she once has and now she's dealing with this um i, I kind of left it like that there because there is more stuff there, and it, it just kind of like so there's a little bit of flashbacking about what happened and that and then what happens now is she has met somebody who is a a mage a magic guy and somehow he has a i don't know if it's a piece of bone or a piece of knife or a fang or something like that but he has that and he uh cuts her with it and all of a sudden she has like not her original werewolf powers back but she has some kind of power back that is very similar to her werewolf powers yeah. so it kind of ends there and he wants her to but that's
0: kind of the gist i got from it too yeah just, he
1: wants her to help her somehow in that and 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 we don't really know why yet but he kind of lied about um you know his his intentions at first but I don't know. it's a little weird sounding at first but it is uh you know, a, a book on on modern it takes place in modern times like i said she was she was powerful and very you no know, very well respected in the streets being a werewolf and you know kind of a,
0: as, as far as vault books go, I'm still waiting on uh, the next volume, next mini series of barbaric. Yeah,
1: it's it, anything that you, uh, you try nowadays, and and we we heard it a couple times in our interview with JM the other night. You got to give books a chance. Yeah, you know, you know with at least two to three issues because if if it was if it was done in one issue, then it would be a one issue. It wouldn't be yeah. So. Yeah. You can't look at you can't look at something as a part of it. You have to look at it as a whole, or at least a you know a good two or three issues into it. I'll look at more of it because I like Volton. I I didn't have the issues reading it that you did. Yeah.
0: Uh, next up from Image Comics is uh, is it, in, it it's Nita Nita? I always I always go to say Nikita. I, I think always it. think
1: it's Nila,
0: but it's Nita Ha's
1: Nightmare Blog. Yeah, and this is kind of like a spinoff from um, Philadelphia.
0: Yeah, well it is a it spin-off. is yeah. it is a spin-off yeah from Philadelphia yeah. yeah I'm not as huge a fan as this series as you are I like uh, it I still after reading this don't remember the first issue and I know we covered it it's and a... I just I do not remember the it.
1: first issue is just like this is to issue. be honest
0: I don't even remember this issue when I read it <laughs> you, you got Rodney Barnes doing the writing and Jason
1: Sean Alexander doing the art and the arts awesome in here uh the, the covers for all the this nightmare blog so far and for all the Philadelphia covers. Um, and I think there's about 14, maybe higher, maybe 15, 16, 17 issues of Philadelphia now. And they're all I, I always think amazing. Oh, 16 or 17? Oh, I think he made 19. Okay, yeah. But well, it, it
0: has it at the end of that book. I think it's 16 or 17 or 18, something right. like that. Yeah.
1: And they're always amazing covers. And this one's uh, no different. And this one is about uh, uh, a jazz, not jazz, uh, a black singer in the, in the no, 50s and that. Kind of like a jazzy um, Chuck Berry. Yeah, Chuck Berry type grassroots stuff. And it's um, Nina gets dragged into this because someone requests um, on her blog to come check this out. She gets a request. She goes to see this person who did the request saying about a possessed person. And she shows up there. And just by coincidence, her showing up there, um, a murder has happened that night. The the guy who is the musician is catatonic and has been for years is is in a bed, and the nurse in the in the room because it's like an old folks home has had his head decapitated, they cut clear off, you know, it's super gory, and there's tons of blood all over, and um, there's actually been a giant horse, like a man horse or horse man painting on the wall, so she's investigating that. Wasn't a horse man called Mr. Ed? <laughs> Or, or was no, that was that Bo Jangle? Not Bo Bo, yeah, yeah, Bo, Bo Jackman. Jackman. <laughs> thing, yeah. So she's investigating that. It looks like this has something to do with the occult. Did they, they, they. You know, there's no way the old man can do it because he's been catatonic. But they think that maybe with him being catatonic, that he maybe made a deal with a demon or something to get revenge. Because um, that's what happens in this book. You know, somebody dies at the end. of This book that uh, kind of screwed over the musician earlier in life and that. So. It is kinda of neat. If you like horror and stuff like that, this is still a uh, pretty awesome look. Blankable, I huh? liked the pictures. Yeah. It's got a <laughs> it's got good art. It's got dark, creepy art. Um, nothing super detailed. Um, but yeah, it's kinda of like um oh just like uh, Philadelphia. and no. I like this one too. Nina Nia Haas does this nightmare blog because of um, her brother was killed. And uh, he's there as a ghost now and kinda of helps her out. It was her way of getting over his death.
0: Okay. I like X Files. Our next book is one from a really small publisher. I don't think I've even heard of it before.
1: Well, but we have heard of it because i we've covered a couple of books from there. Even. Oh, that's that's right. That you he did man, mention that he man or stud boy Bull- no stud in the in the
0: I don't blood blade. I still, I still don't remember it. Say uh, Doesn't matter. Yeah. This is one of my top books of the week oh
1: well, really i think so I, it, but it's mostly black and white so I, I didn't think
0: you'd like that but i liked the art it was still really solid art and, and i f- it, it reminds me of the great escape right. in a space prison right but it's, it's still on earth i think uh well yeah but it, it's aliens it it. and, yeah. it,
1: and it's uh it's in a winter like uh well, it's like Russia, Russia, or something. Yeah, it is in Russia. Yeah, and it's like Siberia type of thing. So the black and white there kind of works mm-hmm. because it's all just like desolate in winter, and that,
0: and it's no. And hobby. this, so. this is another book that was supposed to come out quite a while ago. Yeah. Um, again, back Halloween Ish. week after or yeah. so. I wish yeah. And I, 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 mean, just that's what I do a lot. Is I, I go, I, I, I. I <laughs> well, my brain processes, yeah. um. I, I enjoyed this one just for, like I said, it's like the Great Escape. Yeah. And you get some flashbacks to when this guy is uh, going through his training, I guess, right? Or as he's when he's first joined. Is it, is it flashbacks or is it someone else?
1: No, it's going on at the same time. Like, what it is, is you, you see these people in a POW camp, and the, on the cover there is these aliens. And I, I think they look, kind of look like jackals or dog face things, and they're really big and strong. And they came to Earth and just, you know, overtook uh, uh mankind pretty fast mm-hmm. and um so they have everybody in these pow camps and they're just there and they don't really say what they have why they did it like why they invaded earth or why they have these people there seems like they're gonna be doing like experiments on them or maybe they're like food source or something they're the more it feels like they're more like using them there as like being stored and it well i'm sorry it's by gannon beck and uh Bay in Richmond, enrichment and they do work on it together and it's um the the space corps shows up and liberates them after a little while and uh, a couple people who are in the camp um while the fighting's going on they they take out a couple of these space aliens and they want to join the space corps one guy actually is a former marine Mm -hmm. and he was while he was in the camp was always trying to get them to like fight and stuff and the other guy is a, a young guy 17 and he was always uh, not a coward per se, but he was always like, his parents always told him, to like, you know, be be quiet and don't um, be docile and you won't get hurt and stuff. And he finally kind of like fights back. And and the Marine guy's always been egging him on to like, you know, be a hero and help me fight out and stuff. So his, his parents don't want him to join. He finally lets him join and they're going to take off. They're going to leave the plant now and he's going to go do some Space Corps training and, and become one of the Intergalactic Space Corps. And, and again, just be like a, a a giant basically a space navy which is what they are it's the the navy and intergalactic so navy seals type so it was very much like the great escape um and and good artwork and and i enjoyed the uh like i said it's mostly in black and white and grays Mm -hmm. it's pretty cool yeah it's probably reminded
0: me of um like early turtles art how it was sort of that yeah you know or even modern turtles art. it's all color though
1: oh yeah i'm talking yeah yeah I'm, i'm just saying like not just the sketching, and the, the, not mm. the coloring. Um, it's good, though. But it'll be hard. A lot of people will be hard to find that one. So
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'll be a tough one for sure. Yeah. Um. Next. And I, I know everyone you know has heard about uh, George Perez this week. Uh, Is that all the books? Oh, yeah. That, that, well, we went through all of them. I, double, I just did a double check. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know. We're getting good for timing. Oh, that was Wow. Don't do that. Sorry. Um. Yeah, we've all heard about George Perez this week, have, making his press announcement that uh, he he won't be with us a whole lot longer. Uh, right. But he, he seems like he's in good spirits about it, and you know everyone's heard every angle of it. So we're not going to talk about that today. However, in other pop culture news, um, there was actually someone who passed away, and that is one of the original architects from nintendo who made nintendo and the super nintendo um and yeah, i think it was just today or just uh it was yesterday was it yesterday yeah, yeah. so they actually just passed and uh, I, I saw this picture here and i really like that one i like that one better than the one they've been using because it shows them designing it yeah so um as unfortunate as it is it does seem like we're losing a lot of these uh more icons i guess mm-hmm. and this one's a, a gaming icon and I, I don't think we've really lost a whole lot of people, like super influential, like something like that. So I figured it's something that we should probably carry and or carry cover, uh, just because every all of us have played this guy's console. Mm-hmm. Every, everyone, most of us, well, especially the people my
1: age group grew uh, grew up on that, you know, on the Nintendo and the Super Nintendo and that. So
0: yeah, keep very keep very moving, I'm sorry. Keep
1: keeping it very very relevant, uh, especially the pop culture and to all of us, uh, you know, kids growing up in that. So him passing away and, and george perez and you know, announcing his um uh you know final few months with us and that and he's been sick for a long time and that so mm-hmm. he's had time to you know i guess come to terms with it so it's just sad you know because like i said to you and that's just like i mean i'm not super old i'm i'm 46 and yeah, that you're pretty old you'll be 50 soon well everybody's 50 soon but it's just like all these people that you know shaped and you know, changed the world and you know, definitely changed how we were as kids and shaped how we did stuff every day is is kind of passing away. So, I, I mean, it's just it, no, no. We all get old and stuff. It's just it's just very strange. Very
0: strange. I think, right. you, I think you're starting to feel old. I it, I saw the ghost of your past in your eyes. There. Well, <laughs> not to
1: get cold. but I mean, it's just like with you know the, everything going on the last few years and stuff. It just there's just so much I
0: don't want to say sadness, but it's just just yeah. so much non positive stuff lately, so. Um, yeah. But let we, we, we try to keep things on a more positive spin here, because yeah. that's like you said, there's a whole lot of not so positive stuff and we like to fo- keep things positive. Yeah. Not only on the show but in our lives here yeah, too. Yeah, try and focus on the good things. Here's a good thing. Yeah. Hawkeye show. You won't be fifty till you look fifty. That that's true. You that I'm I'm lucky that you know people say I look pretty young, but yeah, I mean I'm gonna look like this until I'm at least mid so thirties. Cool.
1: Yeah, if I take off
0: my beard, I'd be I'd be a big difference too. Um, but yeah, next up is Hawkeye, and episode four was this week, and not as exciting, not as action packed of an episode as the prior week, uh, but I I like this one, and I like episodes where they do a bit more character focus. And it's a good balance between week, week and yeah. It is, and it's something that you get in these shows that you don't get in the movies, and it's definitely something you get in the comics and miniseries. Yeah. So, I, I really enjoyed this episode to see the, the growth and the connection, because I, I believe this episode is called Partners Hey, or something like that. And something like that, yeah. You You see in the beginning that they're being questioned by uh, Kate Bishop's mom, and whatever his name is, it's Swordmaster. Jack. Jack. Yeah. And uh, they're kind of not buttonheads, heads, but she's like, oh, yeah, we're best partners in this and that. And Hawkeye's sort of just like, we're not partners. We're not friends. I, I, I don't know her. Uh, she, she, she definitely doesn't play it cool around me. And then throughout the middle of the episode is just this, uh, he's kind of training her, but they're just uh, like engaging together and, you know, bonding, really. And it's, it's really good. And yeah, I liked it. It, it. There's some moments that you've gotten in the Loki show that have been like this, and uh, something more akin to Falcon and Winter Soldier when they're rebuilding the boat. Like, you just get these really good character bonding moments. And I I really enjoyed that about this episode.
1: Yeah, I like
0: it. I like how uh, it has, um,
1: it's Christmas and it's Christmas time right now, so that's nice too. Yeah, because I haven't really watched or had a chance to really celebrate much like Christmas stuff really yet. Like I know we
0: haven't decorated or anything. We we're a, we're too busy. We got a couple of things up, but not much. Yeah, yeah. So that's nice. This is yeah. Our, we got a pair of Russian nesting dolls. That's it.
1: And we got a stocking.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. My stocking. Yeah. And
1: yeah, so it's nice. This is uh, so far, but our our Christmas, you know. Mm-hmm. Our Christmas connection so far.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know if people have noticed tonight. I've got my, my Christmas, ugly Christmas sweater, Spider-Man. Uh, I have another one in the mail. Hopefully it's here before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, and like you had mentioned before, we're going to be doing like a Christmassy end of year wrap-up. Wrap up. Yeah. So much like we did for Halloween, where we got you guys to submit some Halloween covers that you like, uh, send us some... Holiday, Christmas. I think there's even some Hanukkah covers out there. Uh, stuff like that. Uh, New Year's, even. Uh, send those and uh, we'll get them put up here. I think we might do a top five, top ten thing, just like we did with movies. And... If they want to, they can send stuff every day and we can post the holiday stuff,
1: like pictures and stuff. What I was going to suggest, <laughs> what I was. Tony's getting you pretty good today. Yeah. <laughs> I. <laughs> What I wanted to, was going to suggest is that uh, what I want to do on the review show and that is have like um, wh- who what we thought were the best books of the year. You know, best, I'm going to have like it could be either best, you know, single episodes or, sorry, episodes I'm doing like you now. It could be the best single issues or we can have best covers or just, you know, best books overall. Um, yeah, uh, so you, don't, you can put down whatever you want. I think this is the best cover of the year. This is the best story all year. I think this is the
0: best you no, know, title all year. Whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And our final thing that we've got for tonight, or that I've got here anyway, is the new Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse trailer. And we all saw that, and I've got a couple stills from it there. Well, mm-hmm. one still. And this is something that you didn't even notice when you watched it the first time, and I don't know how, is... Uh, it's it's part 1 and part 2 comes out the following year. Yeah, I still haven't seen that anywhere. Yeah, so right right on that one. Mm-hmm. This says part 1 and oh yeah, that's cool enough and everything. And everyone's freaking out because Spider-Man 2099 is in it. And we we all knew this. I didn't think it was a shock. We've got I don't know how many copies of 2099 number 1 around here and you'll
1: you'll she, see he was in a post credit you'll see that the show's not over yet even yeah you'll see <laughs> you'll see that she uh sometimes the um the lords of the lawn box and mikey sutton and those guys say it all the time for collectors Until they see like a trailer drop or the you know what, but he was in a post credit. I I know, I know. Until they see like Oscar Isaac
0: was cast and everything.
1: Same thing with like when they had leaked pictures of Ms. Marvel in her costume and stuff. And sometimes they just have to see like the trailer or the real thing Mm -hmm. of it. Yeah, because they've been saying for a long time now. I've been saying for how long uh, Spider twenty nine has been coming. So yeah, it's I didn't. The only thing that surprised me about same thing with Spider uh, Spider Man India. We we've, we've been saying that for how long? Six months well, to a year. And
0: They've they've fully come out and said that they were told they could use any Spider Man ever. Yeah. So they could have Spider Clan, like mm-hmm. the the mangaverse one. Uh, punk. Spider Punk. Uh, yes. Spider UK. Yes
1: this is this this is the sequel to that one into the Spider Verse. And
0: yeah, Spider-Man India. And I don't and necessarily Spider-Punk. know. I oh, said Spider-Punk. Oh, did you say I, was I don't know that, that these characters necessarily have big roles. Uh, there's even rumors of the uh, uh, Japanese Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. That everyone calls...
1: Uh, no, su- Man.
0: Yeah. Man s- uh, s- uh, Spied- or something. And he's which in, is just a Japanese He's in right, there for sure, it. too.
1: He's in for there for sure,
0: too. Now, do we know if they're going to be big characters? Do we know if they're going to be sort of... Yeah, cameo roles, well, I just can, like Spider-Verse like I will, comic series. You no,
1: know, I can guarantee you that Indi- Spider-Man India will be a huge character in that, mm-hmm.
0: because... Well, and in the trailer, there's bits, and I, I noticed it, there's signs, and, you know, when they shoot the web, it just says THWIP. That's in Hindi. And it is. And it still says THWIP, translated. Mm-hmm. And it, it's even, like, attention to detail like that. Yeah. It, it'll be good. It's, it's a short little trailer, right? It's sort of a, an official, here's what we've got going on. And I wouldn't be surprised if we saw this pop up either before Spider-Man No Way Home next week. Or as a post-credit, like the uh, original Into the Spider-Verse was. was a post-credit scene. Is that next week? Uh, that's Thursday. Next week is Spider-Man movie? Get your tickets, folks, if Do you th- haven't already. Do you
1: think there'll be a, uh, more, a bigger preview for this at the beginning? No. Do you think there'll no. be any previews at
0: that Spider-Man movie? Uh, we might get Morbius. Um, I don't know what else is coming. No, Morbius looks good. They released a clip just the other day. That's something we could have talked about. And the, the clip actually looks pretty good. I know, but I don't want to see it. I want to see something. Oh, I know one thing that we could talk about. What's that? Um, And I don't know if you've seen. So we know the villains of the new Spider-Man movie, right? Older characters that were already there. What's like, the, the Spider-Man or Spider-Verse? Spider-Man. Okay. The new um, yeah. No Way Home.
1: Yeah. We, they showed a
0: clip with uh, William Defoe as um, Green Goblin. Yeah. So, and we know Doc Ock, all that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, what we didn't know, and it's a bit of a new, and it was originally rumored, and a lot of people were stocking up on it, was Kraven the Hunter was originally the villain for that movie. Zendaya and Tom Holland have talked about it in interviews. And when that didn't happen, I'm thinking that's when they said, well, we're going to do a Craven movie on our own. No, that's because Sony, Sony wants to do it. No. Oh. They, they was in the original script and everything. And no, Sony wants to do it, the Craven movie. Yes, but Craven was going to be the villain of this movie. Should have been. But they went this way instead. It was going to be a Craven's last hunt, sort of. I still think they should do that. Yeah, and well, that's what his movie is going to sort of be. But, yeah, so I thought that was interesting that they actually came out and said it. And I thought maybe it made a bit of sense if they were going that way. Because in Wanda, or, yeah, WandaVision, when Quicksilver came back, it was the X Men version and not the MCU version. Mm-hmm. So I thought, since he is cast as Craven, maybe he was the Craven the whole time. And they figured, well, if he's going to be Craven, we don't want people associating him as Quicksilver anymore. And they made that switch there, uh, which I mean, hey, that could have been a, just a convenient coincidence, or it, it could have been that that's how it turned out, and now it just happens he's getting his own movie now. I don't know. that's I don't, I don't, I don't, even, I don't
1: even have the energy to think about that. <laughs> that's yeah, there's there's a billion other
0: things I could worry about before that. So <laughs> yeah, but it, yeah, it was uh, it was a thought. Uh, anything else?
1: um yeah like i said anybody just said for the next little while like it is going to have a end of the year review thing um it's going to be kind of funny i got little uh, ideas in our head already we're we're going to sit around it's gonna it's going to be pre-recorded i'll tell you that now it's not going to be live it? it will be because we'll have to because there'll be a lot of editing so get ready we'll see and then oh i don't
0: have the old video clips i can't do it
1: and that would be cool too. And yeah, I didn't realize Spider-Man's next week. So we're going to see Spider-Man earlier in the day next week. We're going to see it at like uh, 3 o'clock, I believe. So we will we will, uh, you know, mention it in the show next Thursday. But we will not do any
0: spoilers at all. So don't anybody worry. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what I... I pulled this out earlier. Because now these characters are coming back to the theater... After 20 years.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, it's in a... Oh, you framed it. Here. Uh, when the movie came out originally, Spider-Man 1, I think the night we were seeing it, I drew that. The night before, or opening night at, at school while I was not doing work. So that's 20 years. I thought that was pretty cool. I just happened to dig it up while we were moving stuff around down here. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So uh, I, I, I am taking uh, commissions. Uh, I, I am doing signings. I'll, I'll make prints for anyone that wants prints. <laughs> uh,
1: well, that's something we can mention. What? Uh, so with both our interviews with this week, with Brian and with JM, uh, they, we were asked, uh, no, we were asked, we asked them, and they were nice enough to say yes, that uh, we have uh, sent down them copies of each book each of their books to sign chicken devil and swamp dogs respectively yeah yep. so we when we get those back we will do something with that um i don't know what i obviously we're going to keep an autographed copy for ourselves or two for memory's sake and whatnot mm-hmm. but uh there's enough there that we we can probably maybe have a draw or i'm not sure what we'll do maybe might even sell them i don't even know yet we'll see yeah uh, i don't know let's see so that'd be kind of cool to get but that won't be to the new year and speaking of the new year uh we're gonna try and keep doing you know more and more in the new year we're gonna try and get more books of our own out there we're gonna sell
0: more probably, obviously books with justin and that too and well i'm i'm fully registered for school all that stuff it, it's gonna be tight so yep. there might be some shorter episodes some weeks depending sure um we're gonna do some traveling we'll next to year seat.
1: too we're gonna we
0: we're gonna be on the convention circuit but uh, this is all stuff we can talk about in our end of year end stuff. video. Yeah. So right. we'll we'll do an actual date, a whole event well in advance so everyone knows about that. Because I think that'll be, if not in addition to our regular weekly episodes, mm-hmm. then I think it, we could probably do it on its own, make it its own night.
1: Yeah. We always have these episodes and lately we've been you know throwing in an extra video here and there because we've done some extra content and that. And we'll, we'll keep doing that. You guys like it. So.
0: Yeah. so until next week uh hopefully you guys can all see spider-man and some of us mm-hmm. can maybe chat about it in a spoiler zone tomorrow or next week yeah well uh, if not we'll wait a few weeks we'll probably yeah, wait even till enough. the new year i would say we're not gonna do any spoilers about spider-man until at least after christmas Yeah. uh
1: one thing i would also like to say in because we never say enough is Please, everybody, you know uh, subscribe, share, click on that button, um, spread us around as much as you can. We want to, we want to try to build. She said. I know. <laughs> we want to build up more on on Facebook and YouTube and that. So please do your part, cause no, uh, yeah, we love you guys. Tell your mama. Yeah, that's the new catchphrase. That's my around. catchphrase now. Tell your mama. <laughs> we'll uh,
0: see everyone next week. Peace out. So.